coming to you from the last house on the left at the end of the baddest street in the whole USA. This is the Mad About Wrestling Podcast with KP. As always, feedback and comments are welcome. You can contact the show at madaboutwrestlingpodcast at gmail.com or on Facebook, just look up KP Love Puppet. And with that out of the way, what do you say we get on with the show? Welcome back, wrestling fans. We are going to continue on with my fantasy booking of AEW and their debuts going in from now to November. The last show that we did, I did uh, CM Punk's debut in AEW from this upcoming Friday all the way until November at the Full Gear pay-per-view. So if you want to go check that out, you can find that. It was just posted, you know, just uh, the other day. But today we're going to be looking at Daniel Bryan and what would I do with his debut. Now, of course, like we touched on yesterday, um, you know, it's all about opinion. And what would you like to see? Because there's so many dream matches between guys like Punk and Daniel Bryan coming in and the potential for guys like Bray Wyatt and Adam Cole. And now we have Malachi Black and you still have Moxley and you have Jericho and you have MJF. There's so many ideas to run with. But like I said, if you checked out the previous show where you caught the previous show about CM Punk, then you understand what I did there. I did not run right into a super dream match with CM Punk. So I look at it as if I was actually going to be booking, what would I want to be doing to A, and get the interest? How is this going to affect me short term and long term? And how does it work with the roster that I have? That's where I was basing a lot of things with CM Punk. And now we're going to do the same thing with Daniel Bryan. So, without further ado, my fantasy booking of AEW's debut of Daniel Bryan. So my booking for Daniel Bryan actually begins at the September 5th All-Out pay-per-view that AEW has coming up in Chicago. And I touched a little bit on it with the CM Punk show that I did just the other day and where I had him lining up going into that pay-per-view. But we already know at the pay-per-view, Kenny Omega is defending the AEW title against Christian. I do not believe Christian should beat him for the AEW title. I don't think that is... I just don't think Christian needs to be the guy to beat him for the AEW title. Not a knock on Christian. I appreciate his career and I respect him. But I say Omega defeats Christian at All Out September 5th. The following Dynamite, you have Kenny Omega and the Bucks, the Elite, Don Kaus. They're cutting a promo or doing backstage, whatever you want. Just have them on screen in some form or fashion. Um, and they can start talking about how, you know, they beat down Hangman Adam Page and they ran him out. Uh, Kenny Omega just beat Christian Cage. Kenny Omega's beaten everybody. And they're going to hype on the upcoming Friday, the Kenny Omega Celebration Party. 
or an honors or whatever. They're wanting to do something big on Friday. And um, this is where they have a little bit to promote and market for the upcoming show. So you know that on Rampage, we're going to get the big celebration honoring the greatness that is Kenny Omega. So on Rampage, uh, on the show, you just you have the elite go all out. The balloons, the confetti, whatever it is that Kenny Omega wants to do. Dancing girls in cages, blow-up dolls, whatever it is that... Something that the crowd could be entertained by. And I only reference the blow-up dolls to piss off Jim Cornette because uh, there's a whole story, but we're not going to talk about that. But anyway, the elite, Kenny Omega, Don Callis, they're talking it up. Kenny Omega's the greatest. He's beating everybody. And then finally, Hangman Adam Page comes back. We know he's taking a little bit of time off because of spending some time with his family before he has a baby. But if we're looking for him to come back after Labor Day, it seems like a good time. Because the Hangman and Omega rivalry and story doesn't need months and months and months more build-up to this. It's been built over years here. So we go right into... The end of the show comes out with Hangman Adam Page, you know, doing the hand gesture across the waist or whatever. He makes it, his intentions known that he's coming for the belt. He's coming for Kenny Omega. So you, we move into Dynamite, and this is where you get Omega with his, you know, his pull, his swing. He's the champ. He's got power. He has sway. All right, fine. You know what? We've done this, Adam Page. You've had chance. You've blown your chances. We're going to give you one chance, and that's fine. But you have to beat the Young Bucks in a two-on-one handicap match. And we already know that the Dark Order is not going to interfere because they're being held back. They're branching off away from Hangman Adam Page. He's running it solo. He's going by himself right now. So he has to beat the Young Bucks in order to get a shot at Kenny Omega. So you have the main event of Dynamite. The Bucks, of course, it's two-on-one. They're the tag champs. They should be dominant. They should be whooping Hangman's ass pretty solid. I hate the handicap matches where two-on-one where it's always, the one guy always wins clean and overcomes the John Cena, Randy Orton thing. Can't stand it. I like the old school booking. Two-on-one, the odds are going to be in the dominant side's favor. So though the Bucks are just whipping that ass. And out of nowhere, you get help. For Hangman Adam Page. And it comes in the form of Santana and Ortiz. And I know, yes, they have been feuding with the Pinnacle. We've got MJF and Jericho and all that going on. But this is where Santana and Ortiz come out and help Hangman Adam Page because they want to get a crack at the Tag Team Championship of AEW. And, of course, we all know in wrestling, the easiest way to get attention of the champion is by beating up the champions. So you get a run-in through Santana and Ortiz. And it allows Hangman Adam Page to overcome the odds. And he gets his crack at Kenny Omega one-on-one for the AEW Championship September 22nd in New York and Arthur Ashe Stadium. Big time show, live on TNT, going to be headlined, world title match, Kenny Omega versus Hangman Adam Page. Now, rumors have been flying through the internets and the message boards. It seems to be almost written in stone that Daniel Bryan's debut with the company is supposed to be September 22nd at AEW's Grand Slam, hence why this is the Daniel Bryan booking. But before we get to the Grand Slam show, we have Rampage. We have one last Rampage to go. And on this show, Omega and the Bucks, the Elite, they beat down Adam Page. 
just like we've seen. Paige can take an ass whooping, and they beat him down. And they're leaving the ring, and they're laughing at him, telling him, no, you're going to lose, you're a loner, you're a loser. And Paige crawls over, and he gets the microphone, and he finally says, you know what, I'm going to be there, I'm going to whoop your ass, I'm going to take the title, and I know you're going to have your little cronies running around, however Adam Page wants to word it, but he makes it known that he's not coming alone. And how does he make this known? Well, you'll have the Bucks or Kenny or somebody yelling at him, you don't have any friends, and you have Hangman Page in the ring, and he'll say, yes, I do. And as he says yes, let him raise his arms up and start doing the yes chant. So you'll have Omega and the Bucks on the floor, no, you don't, you don't have any friends, you're a loser, and you have him in the ring, yes, I do. And you get the crowd doing the yes chant, and then you start getting that hype built up. Holy shit. The guy that's going to be backing up Hangman Adam K. Page at the pay-per-view is going to be Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson. Sorry, I'm so used to calling him Daniel Bryan. I'm going to have to get used to calling him Brian Danielson again. I do apologize about that. So now you've got the September 22nd show coming up. And you've got the world title match, the long-running feud, Hangman Page versus Omega. And now it's been announced that Daniel Bryan is Brian Danielson. Damn it, get it together, KP. Brian Danielson is going to be backing up Hangman Adam Page. And that's what leads us into the September 5th All-Out pay-per-view. So at All-Out, in the main event, coming off my CM Punk show, CM Punk is ringside doing commentary after already winning his match earlier in the evening and his return against Eddie Kingston. So you got CM Punk on commentary. And you let Omega and Hangman Adam Page go balls out just as, as hard as they can go. Because these two guys have had a raging feud going on pretty much since the almost the inception of the company. And you have, you know, the Bucks try to interfere. Don Callis try to interfere. Maybe even at some point you have, you know, uh, Don Callis and CM Punk face-to-face at ringside. Gotta get a chaotic situation. You don't need a bunch of run-ins and all the false finishes that typically come in this type of situation. But you can create a chaotic environment where it looks like Hangman Page is about to get screwed. And then finally, Brian Danielson comes down to the ring. You know, either he clears out Callus and he helps get the Bucks out of there, or maybe even he decks Omega, whatever. But Hangman Page gets the win and wins the AEW title September 22nd in New York City. I think Hangman Adam Page is the logical story arc conclusion as to the end of Kenny Omega's reign. The story is there. I know a lot of people want CM Punk or they want Daniel Bryan to come in and take the title off Omega, but the story that has been told for over a year now is Hangman Adam Page to be the guy to beat Kenny Omega. So you've got CM Punk at ringside. You've already had his, you know, his debut match. He's there. You got his presence. You got the return of Daniel Bryan. This is live on TNT. You're trying to give Hangman Adam Page the biggest crowd audience that you can give him to see the exposure for the new AEW champion. Then what happens after this? Well, you let Daniel Bryan, damn it, Bryan Danielson, I swear it's going to take me some time to, to get used to this name change. Let him go over to Japan and participate in the G1 Climax, or let him go to Mexico. Let him do his world tour shows. He doesn't have to even come back the night after because he was there, he interfered, and he got Kenny Omega's attention. 
So you have Daniel Bryan gone. You don't bring him back to TV. And this is where I say you rip off the Austin Bret Hart situation. Or not the situation, but that angle that they ran. Have Kenny Omega just go absolute insane crazy wanting to get at Daniel Bryan. Damn it. Bryan Danielson. He's... Every week, you just have Omega going further and further in a lunatic. Remember how Austin would come out and he'd call out the hitman. And we knew that Brett wasn't going to be a TV. The fans knew there. And that's why Austin did it. And he got that heat. So in this one, you've got Omega week after week after week going through the rest of September and into October. You've got two shows a week. Whether it's a promo in the ring or after a match or just a backstage segment or on their show on YouTube, just... Have him absolute, insane, almost lunatic style, ready to stalk and kill type crazed Kenny Omega, who just has to get his hands on Brian Daniels. Maybe even send him to Japan, have him interfere in like the G1 Climax and cost Daniel Bryan, fuck, Brian Danielson, the tournament final or semifinal. Go to even to those odds where Kenny Omega travels all the way across the world just to get at. The American Dragon. Maybe I should just call him the American Dragon. Because this name change thing just keeps messing with me. If y'all haven't picked up on that. And then finally on October 13th. Which by this point has given us about six or seven shows. Three weeks or so. Almost almost a month from September 22nd. Of Omega just going absolute nuts calling him out. And finally on October 13th. On Dynamite. TNT. The American Dragon returns and accepts Kenny Omega's challenge at the upcoming pay-per-view in November, full gear. So, bang, you've got it signed. And this whole time, like, you've had Kenny just building this heat, building this heat. You've already got a crowd that is going to be ready for Daniel to, damn it, Danielson to be there. October 13th, up until the first weekend in November, you have another four or five shows there where you can really start getting into any face-offs that you want to have promo-wise between Danielson and Callis or him and Omega. I wouldn't bring him in to have him do anything in the ring until the pay-per-view. I still believe that his de- his wrestling debut should be on pay-per-view because he's that big of a star. The fans are going to want to see him. But you can still use his presence over those next few weeks from mid-October to November building up him and Omega. And then we finally get to full gear, which is in November with a big pay-per-view. And that's where we get the in-ring return, or the AEW debut, however you want to look at it, of the American Dragon. And you have the dream match, Brian Danielson, against Kenny Omega. I know I've, I've been, I've harped on Kenny Omega before. I'm not a big fan of Kenny Omega, but... The American Dragon can make anybody look like a million bucks. And I'm never going to say Omega's horrible in the ring or that he sucks or that he's he looks like Matt Hardy today. That's not, I've never been the case. But a Kenny Omega, an American Dragon match, we all know is going to be the absolute tits. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be insane. It's going to be incredible. So the question is, do you have Kenny Omega just coming off losing the TNA Impact Championship and then he ends up losing the AEW Championship do you have him lose again to the outside star coming in? At the same time, you're bringing in the American Dragon, Brian Danielson. Do you have him lose in his debut? And that's going to be the hook 
because you've got two of the greatest wrestlers on the planet in North America right now that are getting ready to face off. And I would let them have a 35-minute match. I'd let them go crazy just like you let Omega and Hangman Page go crazy. And toward the end, you get a run-in. Somebody comes through the crowd, black pants, black little hoodie, and they super kick the shit out of the American Dragon, and they cost him the title, not the title, they cost him the match against Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega defeats Daniel, damn it, Brian Danielson. I told y'all that this name changes, it's going to take me some time to get back into calling him Brian Danielson. But anyway, Omega beats him. Omega wins the dream match. But who was the guy that got in there and kicked Daniel Bryan? Who attacked him? Who cost him the match? You let that guy move the hood back and you're looking at... You bring in Daniel Bryan. You let him hit the dream match with Kenny Omega. And then because there's a good chance that the E is not going to re-sign Adam Cole... I think SummerSlam is going to be his swan song and he's going to leave the company. If you're looking at a 90-day no-compete, that puts us right there at November, which would be at the end of his no-compete clause, and Adam Cole could show up in AEW. And you'd be able to have Daniel Bryan, fuck me, Bryan Danielson, and I don't mean that like as in I'd rather have his wife than him. Trust me, she's hot. But you would get the dream match with Omega and the American Dragon, and then we can move him from there into a program with Adam Cole, baby. Because Adam Cole and Daniel Bryan is something that we wanted to see in NXT. We'd like to see it in Ring of Honor. We just want to see it, no matter where it's at. So you go from Omega and Bryan to him working with Adam Cole. And that's how I would bring in the American Dragon into AEW. Preferably... They do a much, much better job calling him by his name than I have done on this show. I cannot believe how much I have struggled getting his damn name right tonight. I almost want, I wanted to go back and keep editing it out, but, you know, I'm just going to have to get used to calling him Brian Danielson again or calling him the American Dragon or whatever he goes by. But that's how I would be looking at booking in him to bring him in because you're putting him right against the top star. You've got the dream match. You still have to build your AEW guys up to be the superstar levels of the CM Punks and Daniel Bryans. Fuck, I did it again. Brian Danielson, CM Punk. You know, Jericho came in. He was the first champ. He worked with Adam Page, but he lost to Moxley. Moxley was a WWE guy. Moxley finally lost to Omega. Omega is an AEW guy. He's been the focal point. You don't want to have him just lose to the big-name outsider. So you bring in another hot-ass free agent like... And you immediately still have the hype of having the American Dragon and you're getting those dream matches. Now, you still had Hangman Page as being the world title guy. He's the champ. So you're still focusing on AEW guys. And my other show with CM Punk, I had him going into the full gear pay-per-view face off against Andrade. Now I have Brian going from Omega to Cole. I don't have either one of them at the main event because I think Adam Page, Hangman, has to be the logical conclusion. It doesn't have to be, but it should be the logical conclusion as the guy who beats Kenny Omega for the title. But also at full gear with how I would book things, and I'll touch on this a little bit on the next show, 
I would have Hangman Page's first defense at full gear be against MJF. I don't see Adam Page being a long-term champ. Uh, not right now. He could have been, but with guys like Punk and Cole and Brian and Wyatt and Black, there's too many stars, and at some point you're going to have to put your top title on one of those name values in order to recoup some of the money and the fame. And I think but whether it's Brian or whether it's Punk running past November chasing the world title, I think both of those guys would do a better job as a face chasing MJF than I would see either one being a heel working Adam Page. But you can easily go that route, and I might do another series later in October or November booking, you know, to see how they do and just rebook. But I was only doing this up until full gear in November. With this, you get the dream match with Omega. You've got the, the next big hot thing with Adam Cole, and you can use that running into January and December, February, however long you want to run that. So you're getting quality matches and time out of one of the biggest stars in wrestling. You still have time to focus your world title program on your AEW guys like Hangman Page and MJF and Omega. And you're still using Punk and Danielson for their star power. So that's what I would do. You're welcome to leave us your thoughts on Facebook. Look us up, KP Love Puppets, our profile there. You can email the show, like I said at the beginning, madaboutwrestlingpodcast at gmail.com. You can leave us messages on Anchor, where we host the site. So, on the next show, we'll talk about Malachi Black and how I would book him from now to November and even make mention to talk about how I would look at bringing in the Wyatt family, or not the family, but Bray Wyatt, toward possibly November as well if he could sign with AEW. But until the next show, this is KP, the super fan, signing off. Stay a fan, enjoy your wrestling, and we'll talk at you on the next one.